Are you ready for some high adventure coming up next on the Mutual Audio Network? The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. This is Tom McNally getting his licks in before the end of July 2017. It's been a relatively peaceful month for 2017, and though I suppose that's mostly down to the lack of reporters in Syria and Yemen, I'm happy to take the peace for a moment. Last month, I officially announced the first live show of the Saga of the European King, which is happening here in Brighton at the Onca Gallery on the 6th of October. Now I can say, with all the force of truth behind me, that tickets are now on sale, and they are on sale for a mere five bucks apiece. Find the link on our Facebook page, seek it out on Eventbrite itself, or you can find the link on my Twitter account, which is at Tarot McNally. It will be good to see you there in the audience. Until then, here's the next chapter of our saga, full of the spookiness you crave, and the men in black I know you pine for. The Saga of the European King, Chapter 30. Let's go to Utah and tell a scary story. The King and Gogo Gorilla had fled the Masked Temple and were on the run from Eric Rageeta in the rainforests of Belize, having the most important camping trip in history. I'm serious about that. What happened on that camping trip changed the course of history for Europe, the United States, and the Viking nation. So it was just as well that the king was so good at backpacking, because you see, he'd been to India once. Gogo Gorilla, however, was a city type, and he was having trouble adapting. Gogo Gorilla! Gogo, go, go! Hey! Wake up! We need to keep moving! I heard Vikinga doof-doof music last night. Each day is bewildering in its variety, yet somehow part of the same indistinguishable motion. All right, we should breakfast to keep up our strength here. Hooray. Berries that turn a man inside out with a side of raw owl. Your Highness, this is the life for exactly the kind of go-getter I ate. The kind who greets the morning as a blank slate, not a glaring accusation. Even the owls won't quit with their variety, either much smaller or much larger than an owl oh, ought to be. Uh, wash it down with some armadillo blood here. I slurred a big one earlier. Oh, and hey, you like this? Look, look. Go, go, look, look. I made a suit of armor out of its scales. Yes, my powers of observation have led me to that conclusion also. Now, we need to head off, but we should avoid moving in a straight line towards our goal. We should move in a sort of a zigzag so that we have lots of random encounters with monsters. Once we've killed a few thousand of them, we'll be better, stronger people. And it'll be easier for you, Gogo, to deal with these changes. I had hoped that the wildlife would ease off once we cleared the jungle. No, 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 I scouted ahead. It's all spooky, abandoned cigarettes after this. Hope you know how to kill ghosts. I don't know how to kill ghosts. <laughs> the king was right. They were soon up to their necks in Mexican ghosts. The ghosts mistook them for Vikinka marauders, which was standard haunting practice. They both learned how to pinpoint the ghost's weak points by smell alone and to use dark attacks that the king had picked up on the astral plane. It was a tough section and it dragged on too long, but they did learn a lot about themselves and about the world. 
They also scored a lot of crazy Aztec gear that made them really fit in with the theme, and they scored more cash than is technically possible, since every little thing they found was made of gold. Later, they stopped for lunch in the coastal tile of Tampico, on the cusp between jungle and desert. I'm nurturing a suspicion that dressing in a costume of feathers, faces, and snakes while suddenly becoming new money is chipping away at my core identity. I haven't developed photographs of an unfaithful husband caught in flagrante delicto in a cracked bathtub since I don't know when. Oh, that's what traveling's all about. You eat and try new things so that you can be better than the people who couldn't afford to blow a summer so casually. You can go and put on a trench coat and pick up matchbooks when we get back to Europe. But this time, you can do it with a feather earring. And people will say, what's with the feather earring? And you can tell them all about how getting your feather earring made you feel truly alive. Mm. Yeah. Well, I suppose we have spent so much time out of doors that we can even cop to which soil is good to eat by color alone. Uh, now you're getting your uh, yummy soil. Waiter, uh, do you serve soil in your European restaurant? No? Oh, okay then. I'll just have to make do with having seen things you can't even imagine. It wasn't all brutality and dress-up and yummy soil, though. As they crossed from Old Mexico to New Mexico, Gogo Gorilla noticed the king taking the distant lead and disappearing more and more often. The king wasn't an unfaithful husband, but nothing could suppress Gogo Gorilla's urge to follow somebody who harbours a secret. One afternoon, he kept up out of sight and found the king on a mountain ledge, staring across a beautiful vista with tears streaming down his face. (laughs) Suspect. No, no, go, go, no, no, don't look at me, go, go. Your Highness, I have to admit I'm surprised. I never thought you'd be the type to go and slink off into the bushes like some shame-faced perk to hide with your feelings. No, no, I I can't be seen crying in a foreign land. Well, I thought the plan was to make all of this a holiday home. It's not... No, no, take your time. I don't know where my son is. There it is. The chip off the old block I worked so hard to turn back to a real boy. You've been oddly quiet on the matter of your son and only heir. He's too young to log onto the astral plane, so I talked to my brother then. My brother says that the last he heard, he boarded the badass bachelor boat with Colonel Glowfist. Word on the street says that's a fully kitted out 7018. Yes, it is. But Colonel Glowfist could have found me in a day with his license to kick ass. So, the Colonel's a no-show, and you're thinking he and the kid have gotten wrapped around an inconvenience big enough to give you worry. (laughs) Well, it would have to be something mean to get past the Archmage. He might be dead. I shouldn't have let him get so fat. I shouldn't have. At least if he's in heaven now, he won't be fat anymore. Maybe they'd make him fat for a day or so for a joke, but... <laughs> hey, no, hey, hey, okay, well, what, what about your astral plane contacts? Surely they'd be wise to characters like the Colonel or the Kid coming their way. No, not if they had a death dramatic enough to send them straight to heaven. Oh, I should have asked Bitey when he came to see me. I didn't even think of that. Bitey lives in heaven. 
I don't know if I can live a life waiting to see them in heaven. What if I'm too busy running heaven to spend an entire with them? To spend an entire with them, Isn't running heaven your old man's racket? No. When I die and go to heaven, my father will be automatically upgraded to rule some other higher plane. Well, forgive me for attempting to unpick this celestial stitching, but doesn't the line of succession demand that you'll be the one receiving the upgrade, assuming your son's already there? If you part, and then he becomes king of no, heaven? No, 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 princess, princess will be declared a boy and become king of Europe, so that when I go, when... So when I... Heaven's a tricky place! <laughs> I don't know how heaven works! I hope somebody explains it to me when I get there! You've been through more hell than this world can legally throw at one man. Go, go. I think I made a mistake. Look, the fact of the matter is, the king doesn't make mistakes. No, go, go, no, I mean it! I made a real mistake. But then you're thinking if you can put the moves on Axe's sweetheart, then what else could you be capable of? I shouldn't have locked the princess in that tower. That's why my ex is so mad at me. It was because of me. I made a mistake. I did With a portion of the king's burden put onto the broad, squat shoulders of a go-go gorilla, they made good progress through the mountains. They stopped near El Paso to rile up some Apache. The two of them were such a strange and terrible sight that they were instantly recognised as great monster killers. The king did coin tricks with his wonderful wooden hands, and he handed out loot like candy. He hunted down outlaws, and he bagged deer like a champ. He talked to the local adventure teams about how the president did terrible things to them and how it would be better if they all just got together and overthrew him. The Apache showed the king their most sacred places and his mind ran wild with all of the neat things he could build there once he'd made it all part of West Europe. He'd rename a few rivers and build a lot of courthouses and parliament buildings and restaurants and so on. Then his new friends could work in them as waiters and they could clean the parliament buildings and they'd like it because it would be new and interesting to them. The two of them followed the mountains up through Arizona and Colorado. They spoke to representatives of the Hohokam, the Anasazi, the Pueblo, and the Navajo nations. They found countless wandering heroes and demigods, all of whom wanted a piece of the president one way or another. All this while, they were merrily wading through those thousands of random encounters with monsters like elk, bald eagles, ring-tailed cats, and viceroy butterflies. The king was splendid in his antlers, Joshua tree shoulder pads, furs and ponchos, his wooden hands studded with cactus spurs. Go-Go Gorilla's trench coat and fedora had long since fallen to pieces, though his spring shoes were holding strong. He had a great horned owl helm with built-in goggles and an exquisite cloak made of black-chinned hummingbirds that made him even more nimble and difficult to hit than usual. They were on their way to agitate the oot. They camped for a night by the plains near Tikaboo, and they talked strategy while bison softly lowed in the distance. These fellas won't come round to our way of thinking so easy. They're deep in the president's pocket. They've been professionally at odds with the Navajo for as long as anyone cares to remember. Well, I've been practicing some new coin tricks, which I think should convince- Hey! Whoa! What's that? What's that? Huh. A ball of incandescent light, pale green, size of a child's head. Seems to contain a milky liquid. 
floats by us with the pomp and circumstance of a corpse drifting down the river. Do you feel that? Oh, the fear, yeah. This jack-o'-lantern's giving me the real heebie-jeebies. Oh! Don't lose your lunch, your highness. It ain't easy living with fear. It's the only thing that gives you a life to live. Gone as quickly as it arrived. I've seen a lot of queer twists in my day, but a Spartan life in the mountains tends to put a point on a thing like a floating orb of fear. What was it? Too early to call it a rekindling of my core identity, but I'm willing to say that it's the opening of a new case. Nothing else mysterious happened that night, and the soothing sounds of the bison eventually calmed them down and lulled them to sleep. When they awoke, every head of bison was dead. But I heard nothing. We were asleep right next to them, and... Coco Gorilla, I don't even know where to start with this mystery. Pardon me, Your Highness. I'm gonna go look for matchbooks. Koga Gorilla searched around the campsite for the tracks of predators and found none. He examined the bison for wounds, but found them to be odd, circular, and bloodless. Though they had only been dead for a few hours, they exuded a smell of decay. He found a source of water nearby, and it tasted metallic and bitter. That night they awoke to a mocking voice speaking from the sky in a strange tongue. There was nothing to be done but to wait for it to stop. They moved on quickly that morning, but soon found, standing upright in their path, a man-sized orange dish. Alright, now this one is a head-scratcher. I can see dark shapes moving around in there. And again, with the smell, it's foul. I've traveled through a lot of weird portals, but this one is particularly hinky. Thanks, I'll make a note of that. You see them bison over there? They're still alive. Still alive, but unnaturally still and quiet. I'm gonna go take a look. As Gogo Gorilla approached the herd of frozen bison, their trance was broken and they scattered. The ground where they had stood was peppered with small, perfectly round holes. Holes in the air, holes in the ground. Oh, the big portal's gone. If these are unrelated natural phenomena, they sure are doing a good job of seeing how high we jump when they say boo. For the rest of the day, they were followed by an unrelated natural phenomenon of a black triangle hanging in the sky. It would disappear occasionally, but otherwise did nothing particularly hinky other than just be there. At night, the triangle vanished, and instead what followed them was a dark-haired, enormous wolf. It's almost like they want us to know we're being tailed. Well, I'm getting sick of this. Let's us follow it. Looks like it's lame or sick the way it moves. Mm. Well, it can keep its distance from us well enough. (sighs) All right. It's too quick for us lumberjacks. Let's bed down and take a phony nap. Maybe we can lure it in and get a look. They made a show set in camp, and then they lied in wait for the wolf to approach them. The wolf did not come, but a large, shaggy ape creature eventually ambled over to them just before dawn. The smell was abysmal. The creature wasn't deterred by the fire or by the king's regal aura. It snooped around the campsite, and in the firelight, through one half-closed eye... The king saw that the ape had the white eyes of a man. Ah, that is enough scary stuff from you! Yeah. Ah. Apes ain't even scary. We're both apes, the two of us. We're both apes! That's right! And triangles aren't scary either! 
Holes, now holes are scary. They could go anywhere. Please, please, please stop. You think wearing that ape costume is funny? Yeah, come on, take off that ape costume here. Let me help you. Let me help you. Oh, no, your highness, stop, please. I am Agent Chakwala. Hey, it's a spook. I was once the little boy you saved from a dangerous lion. You have exactly one chance to explain yourself, Chakwala. Oh, I... I was stationed here in the Henry Mountains to, uh, to field test uh, these new tactical weapon systems. Uh, when the call came in, you were passing through, and I was to engage you in psychological warfare. Psychology? Oh. Well, that's what baddies use, Chakwala. Baddies. I am so disappointed. Uh, yeah, 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 but, but, but look at these cool gadgets they gave me. I... Mm. I got my orb gun. Look look at this skinwalker costume. It can be any skin. I, I got the Chinese carry kite. That's how I was able to follow you. I've got an invisibility cloak. This is this new portal device. This is a special microwave gun that shoots sounds into your head. What were you trying to do? Get us so wound up that we fall off a cliff? Oh, well, ideally. Though internally, uh, I, I was hoping to merely frustrate or slow your plans. You wanted to impress him, more like. Oh, well, um... I, I've been spying on you my whole life. But it doesn't feel like you pay me any attention at all. Oh, oh come on, you didn't want to be in my gang! Oh, but, but, but it's not my job to be in your gang. I have to be with you, but apart from you. Well, what is your job? Uh, uh, to supply my superiors and ultimately the president with intelligence about you and your allies. What do you know about my allies? Are they looking for me? Uh, do they miss me? Uh, they can't reveal my operational parameters. You better sing like a canary. It's the only way to soothe the churning water sloshing around the big man's head. Tell me where my son is! Uh, I, 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 I was with the prince aboard the HMS badass bachelor boat. Well, where is it? Come on, your highness. Let's step out and take the air. You do not seem to be in the best attitude to receive bad news. Jaquan, I will murder you a million times a million whoa, times. Whoa, 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 whoa now. Whoa now. It sank with all hands due to action by a gigantic dugong. An anticipated hazard along that route. Kid, you ought to work on your bedside manner. That module did not give optimal course credit at the academy. My son is dead! Heaven is useless! Nothing is real! You could have saved him! You and your lucky gun! Intervention is discouraged in my department. I'm going to pull your head off. Hey, you'll forgive me throwing the rubric at you, but we don't shoot the messenger. We don't pull his head off, neither. He was messing with us like a baddie while he knew my son was dead. Whoa, your Highness, listen to me. Dead Eyes over there has got a brain made of clockwork and an upbringing that screams tragedy in a pitch that's kind of hard to ignore. Now, I know I can't stop you. If you want to clean your guilt off his clock, go for it. But if you stop and think of that redemption kick of yours, it might occur to you he was messing with us using a mighty big key for a mighty big lock. He's got that wacky gun. That's right. Fellas like us could use one of those, couldn't we? Chuck Walla, you know the king. You wrote the files on him. You've seen us pressing flesh out here. You've put him in uh -huh. a bleak mood. You know yes. what's going to happen when he gets to the uh -huh. Potomac, don't you? Well, well, you're going to attempt to overthrow the president and create turmoil in the region. 
and then I'll be your boss, and then I'll tell you what your job is. Let me tell you, lovebirds, how this is gonna go. We take your portal doohickey, you tell us how to use it. We leave you here, tied up just firm enough so we can get a head start. You get loose, and you'll soon follow us all the way to the president's house with a score to settle burning in your breast. You'll appear at a crucial moment in the fight, the king will say something to sway you over to the side of the angels, and you can strike a decisive blow. The day will be won, and you can become an adventure friend. That does seem like the best procedure. I do my best. Case closed, your highness. They parted on amicable terms. The portal gun helped them skip all over the United States of America and stir up an insurrection in half the time. It also let the king visit the happy hunting grounds where Gogo Gorilla got on the trail of Baal and St. Francis. The king's allies were mounting and the pieces were falling into place. Soon, the president would be getting an unwelcome visitor. He'd be getting a lot of unwelcome visitors. All of the cast is all going to end up at the president's house. <laughs> you see, we've been skipping around time and such. But it's, it's uh, coming to a place. Yeah. This, is, this is where it's coming. We've been aiming here. Yeah, don't worry, everyone. Remember Colonel Glowfist is getting yeah, there? Yeah, it's it, it's going to be fine. It's just don't worry. It, leave it. We're nearly there. Leave it. <laughs> and that's the end of chapter 30. The Saga of the European King was performed by Amy Sutton, Joshua Crisp, and Tom McNally. It was written and produced by Tom McNally and made use of the freesound.org community for sound effects. The online description of this chapter has an exhaustive list of sound effects credits. Nikolai Roos composed the theme tune and the musical Stings, while John Bartman made the spooky music. If you enjoy our show, you can rate, review, or subscribe on iTunes, like our page on Facebook, follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Libsyn, and you can become our patron on Patreon. If you complete all of these requests, then the world will disappear, and we will at last reach Nirvana, ending the cycle of suffering for all beings. Thank you. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen, the demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality, to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D I G I T A L V A U D E V I L L E dot com. Mm-hmm.